Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Easy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from Mesa Rink in Schenectady, New York, where the Union men's hockey team dropped a 4-1 decision to the ECAZ hockey regular season champions, Quinnipiac Bobcats, and a game that um, Union first period would like to like to forget. Union failed to produce a shot on goal in that period, gave up two, and just looked timid. And um, as you'll hear in the uh, press conferences afterwards with uh, Josh Halge and players Tyler Watkins, Cal Mel, and uh, Josh Nixon, uh, they gave him too much respect. And they did. They just they did, no, did not attack, uh, just did not create anything. They had one opportunity. Owen Ferris put a shot just barely wide. I was late, but for the most part, Nothing. Nothing Union did. They just didn't do anything right in that first period. And it really cost them. It did, it did cost them the game. But despite the loss, and we went through a lot of the playoff scenarios, and I have to take uh, full responsibility. I made a mistake. I looked at the standings, and the Union has seven wins in the league play if you count if the shootout went at eight. But I, I looked at seven, and I'm thinking that uh, yeah, take away the shootout win for, against Yale early in the season, and Union only had six wins. Well, I, I just didn't factor that in properly, and then uh, it turns out Union – Despite the loss, still has a shot at home ice. And here's, I'll, I'll explain it to you here. I mean, it's, it's, it's very complicated. So just stick with me on this. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the game in just a moment. Uh, if Union, in order for Union to get a home ice, they have to beat Princeton in regulation tomorrow night or Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Princeton lost 6 4 to RPI. The Engineers clinched home ice in for the first round game next weekend. Now, of course, um, it's a possibility it could be a three-way tie between RPI, Princeton, and Union for that for seven, eight, and nine. Uh, RPI will win the tiebreaker with both Union or, and Princeton with uh, more regulation overtime victories. So uh, then we break it down between Union and Princeton. If Union gets a regulation win, now I have to stress this: they have to win in regulation. The three points behind Princeton right now in the standings. So a regulation win is what will get them at home, get them home ice. They can't afford it to have the game going overtime. Union, in order for Union to get eighth place, they have to go to the third tiebreaker. The first tiebreaker is head to head, and you Princeton won back in December. So if Union wins, they'll be even at three points apiece. The next tiebreaker will come down to uh, regulation uh, and overtime wins, and then they'll be tied at eight between uh, Union and Princeton. So it'll come down to the third tiebreaker, a uh, record against the top four teams, the most points that uh, uh, those teams accumulate. And Union wins in both scenarios. If um, The top four, Quinnipiac, Harvard, and Cornell, Union wins three points to one. Union beats St. Lawrence and um, – uh, uh, Princeton earned a tie, or actually an overtime loss. They earned a point against Harvard. Now, if it's Colgate finishes fourth instead of St. Lawrence, it'll be a 3-2 advantage because um, Union did beat Colgate, and um, Princeton had a tie against Colgate, or not a tie, we got a point, I should say, against Colgate, an overtime loss, as well as the overtime loss to Harvard. So, 
Union, and I can't stress this enough, must win in regulation Saturday night against Princeton. Otherwise, Union will be on the road next weekend for that playoff game. It could be against Princeton. It could be against RPI. And uh, Yale is looming uh, behind Union right now. So Union lost tomorrow night. And um, a Yale win, Union could end up in 10th place in the standings. And uh, that could also mean a chance to play RPI if things work out uh, that way. So we'll see after um, tomorrow night what happens. But, um, (coughs) yes, excuse me again. Still battling this cold here. Well, let's go over the um, scoring game here. And like I said, this it was just a bad first period for Union. Uh, Charles Alexis Legault scored a 4-1 into the game to give Quinnipiac the lead. And then a face-off win um, led to a um, Joey Cipollone goal with uh, 3.36 left in the first period. Shots on goal, 13 to nothing. In favor of Quinnipiac. And I, they're ranked two in the uh, USHO.com poll, ranked three in the USA Hockey Magazine poll. Quite frankly, I, they should be number one. I vote in both polls, and I've been putting Quinnipiac number one the last couple weeks. Uh, Michael Lombardi made it uh, 3 0, 61 seconds into the second period with a one timer. And at that point, that's when Union woke up. And they really got their game going, and they, they dominated the rest of the game. They nearly 40 minutes. They, they really had Quinnipiac on its heels and played very well. And you just It was just amazing how uh, that third goal finally got uh, Quinnipiac going, or got Union going. Um, then with 2.01 left in the second period, it appeared that Union had scored a goal. Uh, Josh Nixon took a shot from the left point. It went off the right goalpost and into the uh, net past Yanov uh, Peretz, and it was 3-1. to one. Well, our uh, Quinnipiac coach, Ram Pecknall, called for a video review, believing there was goaltender interference. And a short while later, uh, referees Kevin Graber and Anthony DePuzo waved off the goal. And the video showed Liam Robertson, who was screening in, in front of the net, knocking the stick out of um, uh, Petter's hand. And um, that's why the goal was waved off, even though the goaltender was out of the crease. Uh, I don't think Josh Housie was thrilled with the, with the call. He'll talk about that uh, in the uh, post-game press conference in just a moment. But Union finally did it get on the board. Um, it took a turnover in, in the uh, Union zone. Tyler Watkins created it, started a 2-1 rush with Chad Smedrud on his left side. He looked at Smedrud, uh, but uh, Watkins decided to fire the puck, and he got the goal. The call of uh, Matt Dubray and Brian Unger, and it was great to see Brian here uh, at the game. I was kind of surprised that he was going to be here with um, dealing with his son's uh, situation, uh, Ezra uh, uh, battling a lymphoma, and we all, uh, again, wish our best to um, Ezra as he battles this uh, disease. But So Union made it 3-1 on the call there for Dubray and uh, Unger on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Watkins almost scored again a little bit later. Uh, got a Smedru one pass uh, across the uh, front of the crease, and uh, Watkins was at the bottom of the left circle, but he shanked the shot, had an open net, and that was a killer. That could have made it 3-2 and really um, could have put some more momentum and some more pressure on Quinnipiac. Connor Murphy was pulled uh, for an extra attacker, about just over three minutes left in the game, but uh, Ethan DeJong uh, sealed things up at 255 with an empty net goal. And that was your final, uh, 4-1, to Quinnipiac over Union. Uh, Quinnipiac ended up with a 25-20 shots on goal edge, but Union outshot Quinnipiac 20-12 over the final two periods.
Well, we'll hear from uh, head coach Josh Halji and uh, players Tyler Watkins, Josh Nixon, and Cal Mell in just a moment. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. If you really want to know what's going on in your community, you have to read the Daily Gazette. We don't take a side. We're right down the middle and we're going to get to the truth. Our reporters and photographers are out in the field bringing you updates every minute with trust, accuracy, and integrity. From the first page to the last page, independent, probing journalism. We're finding out what's going on in the community where nobody else is covering. It's who we are. It's what we do. Hi, this is Daily Gazette Deputy Director of Content, Adam Schinder. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast, and let's start the uh, post-game edition, and let's hear from first from head coach Josh Houchy. And I should stress that some of the questions I asked at the time, thinking that Union was eliminated from home ice, but uh, so ignore that uh, dumb reporter that's us asking those questions. So here's uh, Josh Houchy. What happened that first period? I mean, were you guys sitting back there intimidated, or what was the deal? Yeah, I, th- I thought we showed them all way too much respect. It was a bad first period, and... Um, you know, I, I think it obviously put us in the spot that you know you, you don't want to be, and um, you know we just didn't generate anything. We didn't attack. We just defended, and um, yeah, it was, it was a disappointing first. Why do you think that was? I mean, you, you guys you know, obviously knew what was at stake here, and I don't know. I don't know if it's a, I mean, I, the playoffs, the playoffs situation. I mean, yeah. it, it, it seemed like they would have come out with you know maybe not scared, especially what happened last time against Quinnipiac. Well, I mean, I, I think if you look at it, like they they're focused on on trying to stay above them, and they know that you know Quinnipiac's a really talented team, and they, they gave them too much respect. I mean, I it, it's tough to say like what happened. I mean, you're you're playing against a, a really good team, and if you don't come out attacking, you know, and, and that's something that we we learned today. And also, I think you, I mean, yeah, I got to give Quinnipiac credit too because they looked methodical out there, executing what they were doing, and especially in that uh, second goal, their face-off win, it just seemed like that was a just really what you know that they were just doing everything right in that first period. Yeah, they 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 did a lot of good things, and I mean they're obviously a really good team, so um, give them credit. What did you say to the team after the first period? Just that we were sitting back and, and defending, and we weren't attacking, and uh, you know. If, we're, we're going to make mistakes, but let's make aggressive mistakes. And, um, you know, I, I felt they responded really well. It seemed like after they scored the third goal, that's when I think maybe that woke you guys up a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it was just, again, like, I, I think it's just the mindset of, like, hey, you're going to make mistakes in this game and it's going to happen, but you have to you have to be the aggressor if you want to win. What happened on the overturn goal? What was the explanation? They said that uh, he the goaltender had established position and Robertson – um, hit a stick. So, do you think that was a bad, bad overturn? I mean, he's outside the crease. He's he's right there. It's a uh, you know, the officials in the league for the most part have done a pretty good job. So I got you know, they they know more than me. Well, it was the second video review that went against you at the end of the first period when uh, Young got pushed down there with the, I think by Brendamore it was. Yeah, so he got slashed behind the net, and you know they said that was definitely a slash. They just didn't think there was enough there for a major. So. But yeah, Young had to be helped off the ice. I mean, that, 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 that wasn't enough for a major. No, they 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 just said it was it wasn't enough, and um, you know, again, like it was. Yeah, it's disappointing, but again, like it's they they have the ability to look at it and review, and that's what they came to the conclusion of. In the third period, you guys were all over the place, and you had ten to three shots on goal. Of course, their last, their last shot was an empty netter. But, yeah. Uh, 
Um, you know, Watkins uh, getting the two on one, forcing the turnover, a uh, great shot there, and he yeah. and he missed on a uh, one timer there. So just to, to, that third period, is that something take into uh, tomorrow night's game against Princeton? Well, I think yeah, even even you know after the the first minute of the second, the whole the second and third is something we can build off of, and you know you know keep striving to to you know set our standard and, and get better, and um, you know that's that's a really good hockey team, and for you know. 40 minutes I thought we you know maybe had the better of certain points and you know obviously but we we dug ourselves a hole in that first period now tomorrow night I mean obviously home ice is looks like it's out of the question right now I think um, no no if we win it we we have the tiebreaker at Princeton right uh, they would have more over regulation overtime wins I believe is that I think if we win it's I tied and then yeah I don't it's we're supposed to get a an email from the league of where it's at yeah um you know Whoever we get, or if we're on the road, that yeah, we'll, we'll be ready to go. How do you approach tomorrow night's game then? Right at this point, not knowing what the situation is. Oh, I, I think we just continue to, you know, like for us, it's been about building for the playoffs the entire, you know, second half here, and um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to try to do that tomorrow. Up next are forwards uh, Tyler Watkins and Josh Dixon, and defenseman Cal Mel. Well, I'll start with you, Tyler. Um, what happened that first period? I think overall we were just giving them a little bit too much respect and uh, kind of sitting back really and just not playing our game, not taking it to them. And then again, I think tables turned over a little bit when we kind of got back, regrouped and focused on what we can control and are playing our game. So I think it was just coming out with the intensity and not just respecting them too much. Josh? Uh, just to build off on him, yeah, I think we gave him too much respect. Um, I think we outworked him for 40 minutes, but the first period we didn't get a shot on net. But I think that was a uh, that was a part of the game where we needed to like really step on their throat at the beginning of the game. Well, you guys, I mean, obviously, you guys, Cal, you guys lost eight one back in uh, a couple months ago to them. Uh, was that a, playing in back of your mind when you guys you know got out there for the first period? I don't think so at all. I think we're a completely different team from back then. Once they got the third goal, though, Cal, you guys—that's when you guys seem to, you know, get back, get into the game there, and they, you, know, you played the last 38, 39 minutes, uh, basically, you know, only giving it to Quinnipiac. So, I mean, how, how good is that, knowing that you could do that if you, you know, if you take it 20 more minutes? Well, it's great to have that confidence. Um, we're a team where when we play with urgency, we're a whole lot better. We sustain pressure that way, so we need to just do that from the beginning. Josh, what happened on the goal that was disallowed? We were saying that Liam knocked the stick out of the goaltender's hand. Yeah, I, I didn't really see the video that well, but I guess Liam knocked his stick out. But I don't know. He looked like he was out of the crease, but uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, how how frustrating was that? Because that could have been momentum builder, you know, for you guys heading into the third. Yeah, uh, that was definitely a killer for a couple of shifts. But uh, I think we realized that we we were still on them. We we're still after him in the second period, so um, we're still in the game. It wasn't like we were out of the game at all, but uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Tyler, you got the goal there, two-on-one. You had uh, Chaz basically as a decoy on the left side. What did you see on that play? Because it started with the forced turn or the turnover. Yeah, kind of turnover uh, high in our D zone and uh, knew we were going to have a two-on-one out of that. I kind of was looking down thinking pass first and didn't think I could get it through, so just trying to get pucks on the net. I mean, how pleased were you guys? I mean, how much did that give you guys momentum after that? 
I think he gave us a lot of momentum, to be honest, but I think we'd been sustaining pressure in their zone, and we've been building momentum on our own without that, so I think we just kind of use that as just another stepping stone. How frustrating was it to shank, though, that one open net with the chat pass? Uh, yeah, that was pretty frustrating. I mean, wide open net, and I feel like that could have changed the game a little bit, so definitely something I'll probably lose a little sleep over tonight. You guys have one game left in the regular season. As far as we can tell, I don't know at this point as far as the playoff. Um, yeah, things will be decided tomorrow, but RPI beat. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I don't. I'm not sure. I think home ice might be could be out of reach. So how do you approach uh, the game tomorrow night against Princeton? Um, uh, as far as you know, you're trying to get Bill momentum heading into that playoff game next week. I think it's huge. I think that in tomorrow's senior night, we got to play for our seniors, especially. But um, tomorrow's a big game, and we definitely need it, uh, especially going to the playoffs the week after. Cal, yeah. tomorrow's a game where we just use it to build a lot of confidence really hammering those details and uh, just set the team in in the right direction for playoffs. And the last time you get well, this is going to be an ironic situation here because you played Princeton at the end of the last season, beat them, and then had to face them the next week. So I don't, it's a possibility this could happen again. Um, so how do you approach that game? I think tomorrow we're just focusing on senior night and getting three points and getting three points for our seniors who deserve to go out, whether this is their last game at home or not, with a win and just taking it one game at a time. There's only so many things that we can control. And so solely focusing on the game tomorrow with Princeton, and then we'll see what we fall from there. We'll take a look around uh, Friday's results of ECAC Hockey and take a look at the women's uh, tournament. Uh, they started the quarterfinals on Friday. So we'll have those scores and see what's going on there in just a moment. You're listening to the Party Shots Podcast. Hi, this is Michael Kelly, Director of Content for the Daily Gazette. Join Adam Schinder, Will Springstead, and myself for episodes of Full Court Press Row, the Daily Gazette's comprehensive look at the Siena and UAlbany men's and women's basketball programs. Listen to Full Court Press Row at dailygazette.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Matt Dubray, the play-by-play voice of Union College Hockey. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast as we begin to wrap things up here. First, uh, before I do my three stars of the game, uh, I wanted to mention that uh, one positive note for the Dutchman uh, on Friday night was holding forward teammate Colin Graff off the scoreboard. And to be honest with you, I did not notice him out there on the ice tonight, so he was a non-factor in this game. Uh, first time this season, Union held a former teammate off the scoreboard. Okay, Gabriel Seeger had some good games in the Cornell's two victories over Union. Graff had an outstanding game back in December in the 8-1 win that Quinnipiac had in Hamden, Connecticut. Well, my three stars of the game. I'll start number three, Tyler Watkins with the uh, goal for Union. Uh, number two, uh, Joey Cipollone with the uh, game-winning goal. And number one, Ethan DeJong with a goal and an assist for the Bobcats. So those are your three stars of the game. Taking a look at uh, other games in ECAC hockey on Friday. Of course, we mentioned RPI beating uh, Princeton 6-4 to clinch home ice. RPI had a 6-1 lead in that game. Princeton rallied for three in the third period, but it was not enough. Uh, other games, Harvard defeated St. Lawrence 6-2. A little bit of a surprise, Yale over Colgate 4-2. Cornell bouncing back from two home ice losses last week to Clarkson and St. Lawrence. The Big Red uh, shut out uh, Brown 5 nothing. 
And uh, Clarkson defeated Dartmouth 4 to nothing. Uh, the final regular season games tomorrow, all 7 o'clock starts around the uh, ECAC. Of course, we mentioned Union will be hosting Princeton at 7, and RPI entertains Quinnipiac at 7 o'clock. Other games, Colgate at Brown, Cornell at Yale, Harvard at Clarkson, and Dartmouth at St. Lawrence. Uh, the ECAC Hockey Women's Tournament got underway Friday. Uh, three close games, one uh, surprise uh, result. Uh, the surprise result was Princeton winning at Colgate 3-2. to uh, Top seed at Yale held on to beat Harvard 4-2. to And Quinnipiac edged St. Lawrence 2-1. to The uh, non-close game was Clarkson a 5-1 triumph over Cornell. Game two of the best of three series continue on Saturday. And Clarkson will host Cornell at 2 o'clock. The other three games are at 3. St. Lawrence at Quinnipiac, Harvard at Yale, and Princeton at Colgate. Uh, of course, tomorrow, uh, Saturday night at uh, Masserink, uh following the Union-Princeton game, will be uh, the c- senior night uh, ceremonies. Uh, six seniors being honored uh, after the game. Uh, those seniors are Matt Allen, Owen Farris, Connor Murphy, Merrick Pipes, Christian Sanda, and Chris Theodore. So um, if you're watching on ESPN+, Plus, I believe they will be carrying the uh, ceremony afterwards. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, comments about the podcast, any questions or comments about union hockey or college hockey in general, uh, you can email me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. And I got a, recently got some emails from some fans out there, and I do appreciate that. And I'm more than happy to answer your questions, uh, whatever, uh, whatever you have. So uh, please, uh, please write. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. So that'll wrap things up. And, of course, uh, we're back on Saturday night uh, with post-game coverage of the Union Princeton game. The views expressed in the Party Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the delegates. I'm sorry, yeah, the delegates of the company. I'm sorry, I'm tired. Oh, uh, well, it happens sometimes. Um, the Party Shots podcast is a production of the Delegates at Company. I'm Delegates at Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you Saturday night from Messer Rink in Schenectady, New York. Good night. Good hockey.